Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talkin' Knicks. We had another adventurous week of Knicks basketball. I'm here with my brother, Kenny. We're going to... What's up? We're going to talk about the Knicks, so... Let's talk Knicks. Do we have to? Exactly. All right, so I guess... We had a week, just like just like most weeks in Knicks, Knicks basketball. Um, we had a big win against the... Uh, I don't think that's like most yeah, weeks. Yeah. Um, that part, anyways. The rest of it. So we had uh, a win, which was unlike Knicks basketball that we've seen for 39 years. Uh, and then we had two losses, which we haven't seen in about a week. So let's get, let's get into it. The Hawks game. Knicks beat the Hawks 143 to 120. Followed that up with a loss to the Heat 129 to 114. Followed that up with a back-to-back loss to the Bucks, 123-102. I mean, facing the Hawks on the second night of the back-to-back wasn't fair to begin with, but the Knicks, uh, they really made it uh, unfair to us viewers. So, Hmm. we'll start with this Hawks game. The Knicks score their most points in any quarter of the season. Start this game off, went in 41-27 after the first quarter. End the game with 143 points. This is the most points they've had in regulation in 39 years. I think that's what they said on the broadcast. So we're like, wow. Good. This is a this is a real basketball team again. Let's get excited. We're, we're, we have won three of our last four going back to the previous week. When, and you're like, wow, maybe maybe something's really going on. Things are changing. But that, that was not what happened. So <laughs> let's... Uh, Let's talk about this game. What did you see in the Hawks game? Uh, the Hawks game was a lot of fun. Um, there was a full team effort. There was a lot of, like, everyone was getting involved. Um, looks like we had six guys in double digits. Uh, it's the best basketball I've seen all season. It was because I've been complaining for the last few years that the entire Knicks scheme has been very ISO heavy and a lot of, like, not really playing together, and whoever gets the ball is just going to go for it. Knicks had 30 assists here, which was nice. Um, but they also, like, they spread around the scoring, which is also not something you see. You Normally you see, like, one person goes off, and everyone else is terrible. Um, we had three guys in – three guys score over 20, and six total in, in double figures. The three in over 20 were Mitch Robinson, 9 for 13 shooting, R.J. Barrett, 10 for 13 shooting, and uh, Marcus Morris, 6 for 11 shooting. Like, that that's good stuff. And I think this was also the first game this season that the Knicks shot over 50% from the field, which is it makes it a lot easier to win games when you that's do that. That's true. It was. And they shot 77% from the free throw line as well, which I'm sure that, that has rarely happened yep. this year. On 31 attempts. So that's high volume as well. That's what James Harden will shoot every game. <laughs> no, I actually like James Harden, so I could say whatever. I uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a I I don't dislike James Harden, but I don't like watching him play basketball. Like, it's not fun or exciting to watch him shoot thirty free throws. Well, he just hit step backs all game. That's what you gotta like. I mean, that that makes the free if throws. If you work. took out the entire yeah, if you took out the entire free throw part of it and just like gave him the points, I'm sure it'd be much more entertaining. But like, it takes so long for like I'm, I'm sure people think this about like. Yankees Red Sox games when everyone's taking five pitches in at bat and then 
you know, it goes four hours long. Like, that's how I feel about James Harden. Fair. It's a fair assessment. You're just like the rest of them. Um, anyways, this was, I believe this was RJ Barrett's career high, 27. So. Yep. That's, that is also correct. That was, that was the best part of the game. Shot two for three from three, six boards. He just looked, looked like a superstar in the making, which is what we want. And when you have, that's the goal. You have RJ Barrett scoring 27, Knox scoring 17, Mitchell Robinson scoring 22, you get excited about the future. Yeah. And, uh, the Knicks as a team shot 13 for 28 from three for 46.4 percent and uh to to go back to the the 55.8 the the Knicks doing that for the first time this year uh, I don't know who it was it might have been Macri it might have been someone else they pointed out that they were the only team this season who hadn't done that and then like the next day they did this so we should start doing that all the time like the Knicks are the only team that hasn't like won a game and the last three weeks and then they'll win a game yeah fortunate that's how it works right? yeah but i mean hard to believe there's other teams that are worse than the knicks like this hawks team that's what that's one of the things that just i can't believe after watching having watched this Knicks team and then you watch them play the hawks and we just destroyed this hawks team this wasn't a close game at any point thanks for winning up 14 after one and up 24 after two up 24 at halftime. Seven, 77 points, I believe, in the first half, which is a lot of points for a half. So after after they set the season high for 41 points in a quarter, they, the next quarter they scored 36 points, which is not that much less than 41 yeah. points um, in the second quarter. And then every single quarter they scored over 30 points. So, so they went 41, 36, 32, 34. That's a lot of points. Yeah. If they do that every game, they'll, they'll be in good shape. Yeah. And on the other side, Trey Young dropped 42. He was kind of fun to watch, but he was also losing by, you know, 24 at halftime. So it was just like, yeah, I see what you're doing, but I don't care. Like, no, it didn't matter that he had 42 points. It doesn't matter. Just, like, they don't, it do, nobody cares at all. Yeah. Like, they said it's fine. But they really tried to, like, um, I, I saw. A lot of people like pushing it. ESPN and stuff are just like, "Oh, he dropped forty-two points." There is nothing I care less about than him scoring forty-two points after getting blown out by a bad New York Knicks team. Like, that's not impressive at all, right? Yeah, I mean, he was he was hitting a lot of shots, but they were also losing by a lot at the the entire yeah. time. And like at the at the end, it was like, I don't. Why is he even in the game? Because he was in toward the end of the fourth quarter. And like I said, and like. 24-point game halftime. This was things didn't get better. And uh, I don't know if I don't know if you're on the same page as me uh, for this, but like since we're we don't want to talk, we want to talk about the Knicks as little as possible. I, I feel the same way about uh, when Devin Booker went for 70, and they were just like fouling at the end of the game, and the game was over just to get him the ball, and then the other team was fouling to like prevent him from scoring, and it's like. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> this is terrible to watch. Yeah, and it's like no, that's exactly that's it wasn't that bad just because it was actually uh, in the flow of the game, but it just didn't matter. Yeah, no, and he hit some he hit some cool shots and like he, he not quite what Dame Lillard did to us, but like there were stretches when he was hitting a lot of tough shots and most of his shots like it's it's a I don't know why the the Hawks. Maybe the Hawks' problem is they can't play defense because they did put up 120 points, which is pretty good. 
but a lot of uh, their offense was Trey Young going over a screen, and then like because the Knicks sagged so much on that with the help man, it was just Trey Young pulling up and hitting threes, which is you know it was it was entertaining as much as it could be for them being down as much as they were. But you know it, it doesn't really matter, like we said, because they lost by a lot to a bad team. Yeah, there's. Go on. I was gonna I was gonna change topics a little bit, so I don't know if you. No, there's just a couple more things I wanted to mention in this game. Uh, yeah, there's. Vince Carter had 15 points. That's where I was gonna take the topic. This was his last game at uh, Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And he uh, he got a nice ovation from the crowd. He had a good game. Um, offensively, he's, he, he's, he's now he's just jacks up threes these days. It's kind of it's kind of chill. Yeah. It's a nice reti- It's like a retirement gig for him. <laughs> yeah, and like I I I don't know about you, but like I'd like to see him catch on the good team and just get traded there or, or something. And just I mean, kind of like Tracy McGrady on the on the Spurs, except like he if he won the cha- they won the championship that, that yeah. Year. It, it it would be it would be nice, but I feel like he's just hanging out. I don't even think he wants to go to a championship contender. Uncle Vince just hanging out, having fun. Because, yeah, I mean, he could have left. But, he was there last year, and he was a free agent after the season. And they did they did ask him about that, about, like, stars going on to, to um, you know, try to win championships or ring chasing later in their career, going to good teams. And he's like, nah. Like, he, he said he'd rather, like, be a part of the, the like, winning than sit on the bench and – and just take a ring at the end of his career. And that's fair, I guess. Yeah. So I respect yeah, that. It's definitely respectable. Uh, last thing I wanted to talk about from this game was there's a lot of dunks. Yeah. That's cool. A lot of dunks. I feel like uh, Mitch Robinson, 9 of 13, and I got to imagine eight of those nine were dunks. Like seven of those eight dunks were alley-oops. And then they had the one uh, pick six, so yeah, he, he did cool. have pick six. That was good. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff. Uh, the the three headed monster point guard Frank, eighteen minutes. Dennis with Junior thirteen minutes. Albert Payton twenty minutes. But I mean, there's t- stuff to assess just because we were blowing the other team out, so those minutes are just like yeah. mixed in. Yeah, and in that. It- I don't know if it's worth mentioning. I know we say it all the time that it doesn't really matter, um, plus minus in a one-game sample size. But in a 23-point win, uh, Alfred Payton was a negative two, Kevin Knox was a negative one, and Taj Gibson was a negative two. So take from that whatever you will. Yeah, I don't. This doesn't seem possible. The, the, on the other side of things, Cam Reddish was zero. Wasn't in plus minus of zero in 27 minutes in a 23-point loss. That's a lot of minutes for a zero on a 23-point yeah. loss. That's crazy. Yeah. It's an impressive. All right. Uh, so that was the only fun part of Knicks this week. Before we move on to the next game, uh, we'll take a break. And I'm, I'm going to ask you how you're doing because we skipped that part. We were in a rush to begin. How, 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 how was your weekend? My weekend was good. Um all right, now let's talk about the next game. <laughs> sure, yeah. Ready to move on. <laughs> no, what's going on? Uh, I did. Um, I watched a lot of movies yesterday, uh, just a lot of hanging out. We, uh, Me and my girlfriend, Jenny, went to the gym in the morning, um, and then after that, pretty much most of the day, we spent watching, you know, 
all of the various streaming movie channels, Disney Plus, Netflix, um, HBO. What are we watching? A little bit of everything. And I I mentioned this to you guys already, but I'll let the listeners know. um, Last night we watched Love Actually, which I have heard a lot of people say a lot of very good things about. And I watched it and I was like, half of this movie doesn't make sense. And like, there are a couple parts of this movie that like don't need to be in the movie at all. Like they're not a part of the plot and they're just completely side stories that are somehow jammed in here for no reason. So I told you guys that is on my list of most overrated movies I have ever seen. Was it was it too long? Hundred thirty five minute runtime. You think they cut it cut it cut it cut out a couple of these side stories? So it's a, it's like six different stories all at once that are all intertwined, but like a couple of them had no need to be in the movie at all. Like they could have cut those out easily. It didn't add anything. It wasn't like like entertaining. And then some of the stories like it's all about love stories too and some of them it's just like i don't know why that's why anyone would think that cute that's cute that's like stalkerish it's a little creepy like not really sure but people love it people think it's some of the greatest love stories and my my girlfriend is looking at me holding a knife just shaking it at me because it's one of her favorite movies well it sounds like you should get out of there yeah i'm a little nervous um but she's also she's also making dinner, which is why she is holding the knife. All right. So I don't think it's a an actual. No one called the police. By the time this this airs, I will have I will either still be alive or I'll be dead already. So. Nobody. Nothing's happening. <laughs> nothing's happening. It doesn't even matter. Seventy-two uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes by the audience. So one out of four people is gonna not have fun. And that's sixty-four percent from the uh, critics. Don't get me started on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's the worst site ever, but... Because... Was it you who was talking about how it's done? Because I don't really... I didn't really know how it was done, but it's just like someone says whether they would watch it or not. Like, it's a it's a one or zero. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So it's, it's, it's either fresh or it's not fresh. And that's the percentage you're getting. And, like, the, there's also a number of, like, out of ten. But that's not the number that people are giving you. That's not the Rotten Tomatoes percentage that you're looking at when Interesting. when they give you the rating. So like, so like you could have a eighty percent fresh movie that's a six out of ten. Yeah. So like, Shawshank Redemption, one of my favorite movies, and then like some other movie that, like last we also watched The Big Green last night, and I would watch that. I'd, I'd give that a I'd give that a. Uh, I would watch it. So those both get the same ratings under this system. Yeah, in your in, in your system, for you. Damn. But yes, that's not that's how Rotten Tomatoes works. Hmm. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. I also watched Heavyweights, which is a great movie. Doesn't make any sense. What? I agree. So I got onto Disney Plus and watched a bunch of nostalgic <laughs> movies, and like. Uh, heavyweights is up there as one of one of my my best throwbacks that holds up. Like, cause, like, Big Green was fine, but like didn't hold up. I think that was one of the movies we had on VHS, so we watched that a bunch as little kids. Yeah, I don't I don't think anyone. I feel like there's even listeners out there who don't even know what the Big Green is. That's so I don't even, I don't think it's expected yeah. to hold up over time. Well, heavyweights, you got Keenan, you got Ben Stiller. And I'm sure there's other people in the movie. Uh, I think 
Who is he? You're the one who watched Huey Anderson. You're the one who watched it. Huey Anderson? Louie Anderson? Louie Anderson. Yeah. He's a, He's a good guy. One of the main guys. So. Anyway. All right. Well, we'll get back to, to our movie critiques later on. I'm not gonna ask. I'm not gonna ask you how you're doing until after we talk about the Heat game because I'm sure we're gonna need a break. Oh, certainly. Let's talk. I mean, this Heat game. Hopefully, this discussion will be short and brief. Uh, I know my my viewing of said Heat game was short and brief, so <laughs> I don't have much to say. The Heat yep. beat the Knicks 129-14. First night of a back-to-back. Um, this is coming off the Knicks looking like an actual basketball team against the Hawks, which we just discussed. And we're in Miami, where the Heat are 11-1 and coming into this game. Um, and the Heat just outclassed the Knicks in every facet of the game from the very beginning. 39-20 um, after the first quarter. I think that's close to when I turned it off. I might have watched the rest of the first half, but it didn't get better. The Heat scored 70 points in the first half, winning 70 to 47. And you know they don't they don't pay me to watch these games, so hmm. I'm just like the rest of you. And I was like, eh, that's enough of that. So yeah, no, I was very much the same way. Um, but the, once you're down by 19 after one quarter, it's like, why am I doing this? Like, yeah, when this when you're down by 19 and you're seven and 21, you. And the other team is twenty-one and seven. You don't. You don't think you're going to come back to either. Like it, it's like just in case, just in case. And the way I mean, the way the world works now, like we don't even watch games on our TV anymore. Yeah. Watch them on our phones. Yeah. And like, if the Knicks started coming back, I could put it on again, but I'm not going to. And I'm sure someone would let me know if they were coming back. Yeah. So exactly. And so the Heat are just. Like, pretty good is the thing. Like, you you look at the standings and you say, like, are the Heat real? Are they the real deal? And watching this basketball game, I know they're playing the Knicks, but they just look really good. They just have a bunch of players who can contribute. They're moving the ball, passing it, and just dominating. Yeah. And, like, the thing is, this is... I don't even know. This is like a team that I don't know why. You look at the roster and you're like, I don't know how that team is good. Exactly. Like They got, you know, Kendrick Nunn, second leading scorer. He's undrafted rookie. Uh, Duncan Robinson, he was playing some minutes. I think he's starting on the team. He, he started his freshman year of college at Williams College of the NESCAC. Sure. And he transferred to Michigan. Our cousin Melissa went to Williams College. She played volleyball. Yeah, and now she's the sixth man on the Miami Heat. <laughs> but Duncan Robinson. Uh, Tyler. Duncan Robinson. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is coming off the bench, having a good rookie He's having year. A, having himself, yeah, having himself a great rookie year. But like, I looked at him during that game, and I was like, "How is that guy better than all of the players on the Knicks?" Yeah, Bam Adebayo as well. All right, so actually I, d- I do want to talk about Bam just for a second because um, I don't watch many Heat games, but he looked really good, and like I'm, I was very impressed by him. Yeah, people are saying he's got all-star potential this season. This season, I don't know, his stats aren't – he's not averaging 20, so he's not what you would typically expect an all-star to be, but I think he's playing all-star basketball. Yeah, averaging a double-double, 15.6 and 10.6 boards. Yeah. 
to go along with 4.6 assists. So like for a for a center, that's I think that's more than anyone on the Knicks averages. So. Certainly, I think um, I think Peyton technically averages five point something, but but he he's only played like seven games, yeah. I think, something like that. Something like that. <clears throat> so Bam Adebayo looks good. We could have picked him instead of Kevin Knox, but we're happy with our selection. We got <laughs> Kevin Knox. Kevin. Kevin Knox is uh, still young, so we got got that going for him. I'm going to harp on that for every player that we have for as long as I can until they're no longer on our team. Goodness gracious. C. Silva scored six points. Never heard of him. I don't know. uh, I think I had turned the game off before he came in. Got to imagine. I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, Goran Dragic coming back from injury, right? Yep, he was. He was available. So he uh, he scored 18 points in 24 minutes. So that's that's a good sign for for the Heat out there. Heat fans out there listening. Yeah. This game just hurt to watch. It was just you thought we had some potential after the Hawks game, and then you play a good basketball team, and you realize that you're not on that level, and you're not close. Yeah, and I'm. I mean, I might. I might get into this later in the pot, or we can get into it right now. But I think this was a this was kind of a deceiving week. Because we played a really bad team, like worse than us, and then we played two really good teams. Um, and the final scores of both those games weren't that bad, although uh, they, it part of that is because benches were big comebacks in both fourth quarters. Yeah, yeah. So um, that did, really didn't really didn't impact the game. They were big losses, but like the scoreboard doesn't show them as the two 40-point losses we had in a row earlier in the season. So maybe that's something. But, like, we, we lost to two really good teams by a lot, and I don't think there's as much kind of shame in that as uh, as we feel based on how we felt after the Hawks game, which gave us a false sense that we might be okay. I mean, but the problem is this game was over in the first quarter. Yeah. That's, that's where the problem comes. And I, if it was just a regular 20-point loss – where we lose every quarter by five points, I'm with you. But this game was just destruction from the beginning. And 40 to 31, we won the fourth quarter. And so that yeah, but that, that changes a 24-point deficit to a 15-point deficit. And 15-point loss of the Heat looks... But the thing is, that's a 15-point loss, too. That's not good. And, and, yeah, and I mean, it's not good, it was, but... And I, it was worse than that. We're not a good team, and like we weren't expecting to win those games, so like it's bad, but... You know, it's not – I don't think it's as bad as we feel about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm with you. We, it, like you said, we played a very bad team and then we played two very good teams. That first and third teams in the East. Yeah, and I think this upcoming week – and, again, we can, we're can we going off the rails so we can talk about stuff out of order. Uh, but I think this upcoming week will be the real litmus test under Miller to see, like, are we actually decent? Because we're playing Washington twice and we're playing Brooklyn. So, like, Brooklyn hasn't been great this season. They've been better without Kyrie. Um, and so I th- let me actually check their, their record. I think they're, I think they're 16 and 13. Yeah. All right. I was going to say I think they're a little bit above 500. They've been, and I was they've been hot, though. Yeah. Um, and, but Washington has not been good this season. Um, they are currently sitting at 8 and 20. Which is still better than us, but not good. Well, Washington, so like, Washington, uh, 
It's similar to the, the Hawks model where they don't play defense, but their offense just scores a million points. Yeah, and so like we have the potential to do some damage this week. And like if we can win the two Washington games, although it's tough to beat the same team twice in a, in a week, we have to win one of the Washington games or I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. But if we could win both, like we're like, okay, we can say we're headed in the right direction. If we go two out of three this week, I think we can say we're headed in the right direction. Yeah, I think that's fair. And an 0-3 week, we'd just... It's yeah, if, if it's an 0-3 week, we're, we're going to... I don't know if we officially announced this to the crowd, but we're going to slowly turn this into a pot about something else. Yes, and it'll be... There'll just be a Nick segment on this show about something else. And it'll be like, you know, yeah. we'll talk for 45 minutes and then say, all right, and now Tom with the Nick's Minute. <laughs> and that's our plan and we're, we're that's why we're trying out this uh this overrated movie thing that we talked about before and we might we might sneak back into the, you want to sneak back i, into I, the, I, the, I, I want, want i want to finish the bucks game because i think let's just let's the, just get the through Hawks it game? the bucks the, game the heat game or the, the bucks, bucks game, game. Yeah. i just want to push through because you know it's just it's like eat, we're on a roll yeah. so why why stop just like eating broccoli you just gotta eat it all you got you gotta finish it you know, as fast as possible you can't leave it lingering i actually like broccoli but you know, you know those. You ever get like a salad? You're eating a salad for dinner, but like sometimes when it's just like not a good salad, you're just like, I have to eat this entire thing as fast as possible. <laughs> I am. Uh, I have. I have actually been called out because I don't know if you're the same way, but I eat food ridiculously quickly, and I have blamed it on the fact that like we have a big family, so like you have to eat everything quickly in order to get seconds of the stuff that you want. And I don't know if you have uh, the same experience or if th- this is just me making up excuses. I, I definitely eat food quickly. That's never been my reason, though. And I don't, I, don't, I don't remember you ever being eating quickly and rushing for seconds. So, so I, I mean, I don't think it's uh, I don't think intentional. It's like, that's the reason I do it all the time. But like growing up, I think and I'm, I'm thinking more about like big holiday dinners where there's like a bunch of stuff out. I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta eat this quickly so I can go get some more of that. Otherwise, it might be gone. Um, Never thought that. And also, and I'll also, uh, this is another thing that I, I know is 100 percent because of our family. Um, is I really am bad at. I have to finish everything on my plate, um, because our dad guilted us a lot about not finishing our food, and it's gotten to the point where now I have to finish everything on my plate to the point where like I will feel uncomfortable at the end of the meal. Yeah, I've done that a lot. I've, recently, I've, I've, I've slowed down because I, I was getting eating too much. Yeah, and I've, I've gotten to the point where I have to do that. Like, I have to consciously tell myself, like, it's okay. You don't have to eat absolutely yeah, everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm on that level nowadays. Um, yeah. Yeah, but salads is gross. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what else? This has been talking <laughs> eating. Uh goodness talking food no but i eat fast too so whenever i eat like a chipotle burrito i just like don't put it down until it's gone yeah i'm similar and apparently like you know how people like unwrap the foil as it goes down i don't do that i just like take it out and i eat it and then it's then I'm gone i so i unwrap it as it goes down but i, I eat it all like at the same time just because if I unwrap it, then like half of it falls out. Sometimes, I like. 
Chipotle is a good place because sometimes you get a good rap and sometimes you get a bad rap and like you're just looking at the person and they're looking at you and you both know and you're like, eh. oh well. Yeah. Happens. Yeah, I've, I've had I've had that experience where like, but I don't know how you know when it happens. Well, I guess I guess you see them making it, but I've I've had it I've had experiences before where I didn't know until I opened the wrap when I was nowhere near them anymore and I was just like. They're like half of my burrito is in the wrapper. It's not even in the in the tortilla. Like I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like what? How am I supposed to even eat this? Yeah, I've I've, I've slowed down on on toppings because sometimes that happen. What do you, what are you ordering at Chipotle? Let's talk about Chipotle. <laughs> uh, I. <laughs> I mean, I'm as as little as the, of the Knicks as we can talk about, right? Um, I when I go to Chipotle, ninety percent of the time, I'm getting chicken on something. And I, I've gotten to the point because I'm more health conscious in my my el- elder age, where most of the time I'm getting a salad. I'd say seventy-five uh, percent of the time I'll get a salad with chicken. I've never eaten a salad at Chipotle. It's pretty good. the The vinaigrette they have is nice, although you don't even need it. And I, I I'm you know I'm I have a job, so I get it. I get the avocado on it, the guac. You know what 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 do I care about? I that? don't. The extra surcharge. It's funny. So Ryan LaRusso, one time, I was, I was like, you get asked. We were talking about that. I asked. He's a guy we work I, with. I asked him. I asked him if he got guac at Chipotle. And he said, yeah. I said it costs extra. And he's like, I'll, I'll make it back tomorrow. <laughs> Made me laugh. There you Stuck go. with me for he's this very, conversation. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a good guy, Ryan. So, and he's a, he's probably a listener. He's the he's a Knicks fan. I know uh, I've told him about the podcast, so I assume he's listening right now. Um, and if he if he lets me know that he listened, we're going to give him a free T-shirt. All right. So All right. Let, let me get this straight. Salad, chicken, guac. Is that it? What, yep. else, what else was going um, on there? I mean, sometimes if I'm feeling spicy, I might get you know half chicken, half... Uh, no, I'm talking about like salsa or sour cream or... Oh, no, 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 no. I, um, I do... Again, most of the time, when I'm trying to pretend that it's healthy, and I don't know how healthy it actually is, I will I will avoid the the sour cream and the cheese, and I'll go with you know either one of the beans, usually the brown rice, um, and then get I do the the mild salsa, the sweet chili salsa, which is the medium one. They used to, uh, they used to have names for them, and maybe depending on the place that you go. They still do, but now it's just mild and medium. I get both of those, and then I get the corn. Yeah. It's all good. Good. You know? I'm just picturing the people listening going, what the hell is happening right now? But I assume this is better than talking about I, the Knicks, because they were like, I thought they were going to push through, like broccoli. <laughs> that's the old okie doke. <laughs> It's like it's like when the Knicks beat but the, the Hawks, and we're like, "Oh yeah, that's we're, we're headed in the right direction. We're going to talk about the." the but we, and then we we didn't even completely go off. We the didn't rails. even get into our scheduled off the rails conversation. This is just this is us actually getting sidetracked. Yeah, this is us being two brothers who haven't spoken in a little while, trying to catch up on each yeah, other's our, lives. Yeah, our plan, as I'm sure all Knicks fans, is just to talk about the Knicks as little as possible. We you guys, we plan. watch the same team you guys see. We feel the same. Like this, we don't need this podcast. You know exactly what we're thinking. You can look at the box score. You can see, oh, they won a game by twenty, and then they lost two games by twenty. That's that doesn't sound like fun. 
Yeah. I mean, every once in a while, we might throw something at you that you, you haven't seen or you didn't notice. Um, but for the most part, we're just fans like you guys who are trying to trying to trying to make it through the season. Yeah. I mean, we got some good stats. We're on a good play by play. But, you know, feel free to talk to us on Twitter. We like to engage with people, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that'll actually make it a lot easier to go through the rest of the season. If you guys tweet some questions at us, and then we can talk about them on the pod rather than that's like even if you even if you want to tweet us about like our Chipotle orders, do that, and we'll talk about it. That's on the a pod. good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. Well, before the next Sunday pod, we'll ask: Does that what do you guys want to talk about? Literally anything. Yeah. Doesn't even have to be Knicks related. I think preferably not Knicks related. To being I think we're on to something here. <laughs> this, the podcast is evolving. All right, Bucks uh, Knicks. I... Bucks are the best team in the NBA, coming off a win against the Lakers. The Knicks are no longer the worst team in the NBA, coming off a loss to the Heat, second night of a back to back, and um, thirty-seven twenty-three after the first quarter. Bucks start the game going six for six from three, seven of nine from the field, jump out to a seventeen to four lead. Uh, they started this game winning five nothing, and I think from that point, a lot of Knicks fans were like, "Oh no, this is like this isn't gonna the this game's over. It's five to nothing already." Hmm. And when you're playing a team that's twenty six and twenty five and three coming into this game, and you're the Knicks, a five point deficit is is insurmountable. But the thing is, like, this is how the Knicks tricked us because we thought, I mean, that's how it was under Fizdale, but we thought, like, with Mike Miller, I was like, okay, maybe, like, maybe we have something here. This is a different identity, different team. Like, they, they had the big comeback against, um, it was it Indiana, where they came back at the end and then lost. Um, and then I think they had a, another comeback. That's, the Nuggets? Yeah. And, like, so you, you think that they're building a new identity, and you're like, okay, I, I wasn't as down about the beginning of the game until the end of the first quarter when they were down by 15 or 14 or whatever it was. All right, so um, Knicks were losing by 14 after one, and the Bucks had, like, their scrubs in the game early. Like, DJ Wilson and Sterling Brown were in this game in the first quarter. It was kind of kind of hurtful. Um. <laughs> Anyways, the, the uh, Bucks are good. Well, they just put in everybody, and then everybody just does a good job. It's weird. Former Knicks great uh, Thanasis Antetokounmpo. He had a made an appearance. He had a big tip slam over RJ Barrett at the end of the fourth quarter. It was it was good. And I think he um, he might have. I know. I think he was in a dunk contest in yeah, the G League. I think that's true. Dunks. He definitely was. Yeah. I know he did a seven to one or not a, a five forty dunk, which was cool. Yeah. So he's he's pretty athletic, but from his time on the Knicks, I can tell you he's not particularly good at basketball. Yeah. Unlike uh, his brother. Yeah, it's like a Chris Smith, J.R. Smith scenario over there, where they're just keeping yeah. Giannis happy. And their other brother, Costas, is on. Um, and on the Lakers. They, yeah. So the, there was a nice picture of them earlier this week, uh, all three of them exchanging jerseys, which is weird because one of them was exchanging jerseys with someone on their own team. So, yeah. Whatever works. Anyways, so this game, like we said, lose by 14 early, but you assume we're not coming back. I know Big Baby David texted the group and was like, 
then what are the odds we get this under double digits? Because I was like, what are the odds? we're not going to win this game. And it really felt, I think they were losing by 14 at that point in time. And then they went on a 5-0 run and they cut it to 9. And it was like, whoa, maybe. And the Knicks were, they were a little tricky because in that first half, they kept toying with you. They'd be going down 14. I think they cut it to 8. Um, they were down 11 uh, right before halftime. And then Giannis drove the lane, spun around, maybe traveled, kicked it out to George Hill, who had a three-pointer at the buzzer, which was just a, a killer. Instead of being down 11, you're down 14 at, at halftime. I mean, 11 is not good, but 14 just like is worse. Three points worse, and if that is worse, you felt it. And um, let's talk about the actual basketball team. Julius Randle led the team. I, I realize now that we didn't really talk about any stats from the Heat game because I know that RJ Barrett had followed up his 27-point game with a one for 10 performance with two points against the Heat, but. We just forget that Bobby Portis. Yeah, I was about I was about to say we're we're past it. It's like you don't don't turn back. Yeah, now. I mean we'll 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 it'll all be in this. Bobby Portis scored thirty points against the Heat, but we lost by fifteen, so it didn't matter. It's like Mitch Robinson. We t- it's, Mitch Robinson fouled out um, after doing so well with uh, not fouling in the Heat game. He also eight for nine for eighteen points, which was good. Yeah, this this is like us talking about. Uh, how Trey Young scoring all those points in a loss didn't matter. That's what that's what yep. we were doing last game. Yeah, and I was uh, I was going to make a similar comment this game about Kevin Knox. Go go for it. So Kevin Knox had a good game. He went seven or twelve, four for six for for three from three point with uh, from three point from three. the three point from the three point. <laughs> uh, we should tell that story. You want to tell that story now? We can just stop my I mean, mid-sentence because <laughs> yeah. I don't really want to continue. <laughs> Go for it. Um, so our buddy Tom on the podcast, Tom Piccolo, um, co-host, he does our midweek pods. Sometimes he'll show up here. Um, is a writer, an actual journalist. Uh, he went to Columbia, Columbia? Columbia Journalism School. Um, he was doing some freelance work for, I don't even remember the uh, name irrelevant. of the place. Irrelevant, but he wrote an the article. The name of the, the, uh, the site wasn't irrelevant. It's, it is irrelevant. It, you don't need to yeah. know. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, but he wrote an article for them, uh, freelance, prior to the, I don't know if it was the Olympics or the FIBA World Cup, like several years ago. Um, and they were talking about the Dream Team and you know some of the competition that they're going to play and things like that <laughs> and he finishes the article and he sends it to them and I, I i didn't know how all of this stuff worked prior to then but apparently an editor takes a crack at it afterwards and then they post it so without consulting tom like an editor took takes a look at it um and he he or she um, does some editing in the intro and or adds an intro completely I believe like there was no intro and they just added it and the intro made absolutely no sense to anyone who has ever like watched a basketball game um, and it was like something like Charles Barkley like effortlessly drives from the three point it didn't even say the line just said three point like and do you remember anything I, else? Because there was I a couple things in there. What I picture in my head is it saying someone did a slam dunk from the three from yeah. the three point. 
Or maybe that was you want to talk for maybe a that was two maybe that's two separate sentences. But yeah, it was you, just you talk saying, for a second. I'm gonna look for this. I'm gonna look for this article. I'm I'm I feel like I'm done. It was just said like uh, Michael no, Jordan. Like, you know what? It didn't it didn't take that long. I found it. So I'm gonna read you guys because we're off. I the feel road, like hopefully this. this is funny because I feel like sometimes you can Google something that you thought was funny and then you look it up and it was. I, I'm pretty sure this is funny because I know I've, I've looked at it before. <laughs> Good. Um, all right, so I'm going to read you guys the opening article. And Tom is of, 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 of us. Of us. I can't even. I'm off, off the rails, guys. Um, of all of the podcast guys, he's the, he's the journalist of us. And he is lar- largely the most analytical. He's the guy who looks at the stats and, like, all that stuff. And this is the intro that they gave him to this article, which he did not write, and they just slapped his name on it. So it's like kind of – it's a bad look for him, and it, he had nothing to do with it. So here we go. I gotta We're teaching the listeners how the sausage is made. Yeah. So a behind-the-back pass lands smoothly in Larry Bird's hands, and he glides to the hoop for an easy dunk. Also, side note, Larry Bird in the 1992 Olympics was broken. Like his bat – he couldn't do anything. Like, side story, that makes no sense. Sentence one. No one is near Michael Jordan when he make, makes it to the net because he has launched himself from the three-point like a missile. <laughs> uh, Let me read that sentence again because it makes no sense. No one is near Michael Jordan when he makes it to the net because he has launched himself from the three-point like a missile. Charles Barkley arcs in yet another graceful three, looking for all the world as though he were born doing it. Charles Barkley is the worst high-volume three-point sh- shooter in NBA history. Uh, the highlight reels from the 1992 Dream Team, the U.S. gold medal winning basketball team, is practically endless and timeless, too. All right, so that was a normal sentence. But the first three sentences... If anyone knows anything about the 1992 Olympics or, like, the basketball generally, like, is embarrassing. And Tom was not particularly pleased, and hopefully he's okay with us telling the story and it doesn't get him blackballed. All right. All right. Well, I guess we can finish up this next. You're talking about Kevin Knox. I'm All starting right. to feel, I'm feel, to Kevin I'm feeling Knox. bad about how far <laughs> off the rails we're getting. Uh, back to Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox had a good game. Um Scored 18 points. Uh, I lost the box score. Scored 19 points on 7 to 12 shooting, 4 6 from 3, 4 rebounds, 2 steals, 3 blocks for a plus 8. The thing is, though, the Knicks were so far behind that I don't really care that much. I guess the, the only reason I care is because he had he, – he went through a stretch where he was struggling with his shot. He was not really – uh, able to score at all, which is what he does. Uh, it's what we need him to do, and what we hope he, we hope he can do. Um, so, like from that standpoint, I guess it's nice for him to see the ball go through the hoop. But like him scoring 19 points, like it doesn't really move the needle for me. And I know um, that Jake and Tom talked about it a little during the podcast uh, midweek pod last week that when the team is no not even in the game, like it's not as good like they were talking about Knox having a good game and one of the blowout losses versus Frank having a good game and a close loss and like it's you'd rather them put up numbers in a close game yeah that's true 
I think the biggest thing from this game, moving on from Kevin Knox, I mean, it's good to see Knox shoot four for six from three. He's been, uh, at the beginning of the year, we were like, nice, this guy's knocked down, he's our shooter. He's been a little inconsistent from over there. I still trust him shooting the three. That's what I, we want him launching away, running around. That's what he's going to do for us. Um, but he went four for six, ended up with three blocks as well, which is good. He's putting in more effort on the defensive side. He falls asleep sometimes, but he does get some blocks, which is entertaining, which is what you can ask for. But the biggest thing about this game was the change in the starting lineup, which we didn't mention. Alfred Payton snuck into the starting lineup, took Frank's spot, and he may be there for a while, just because since he's come back from injury, he's looked good. He pushes the pace. Tom had a stat. I think he pushes the pace, makes them like push the pace like a top 10 pace offense or something. Maybe I made that up. Tom, Tom Piccolo... Look at his tweets. There's a stat about something about Peyton pushing pushing <laughs> the pace. I don't have the numbers. But then again, he also wrote that article. <laughs> so how much can you trust That's him? True. So Peyton's in there. Uh, Ten assists this game. I think he had seven assists in the first quarter, which we were losing by 14 in the first quarter. But it was impressive. Yep. And the thing, the thing for me is, and I get again, plus minus doesn't matter all that much. Um, but he was a minus 16 in 18 minutes the game before against Miami, and then in this game he was a minus 21 in 27 minutes. So again, small sample size, but like it's a I, it was a questionable move in that I don't I think it's bad for Frank from a confidence standpoint. I think it was the right move, and I think we talked about this last move or last uh, week where. My expectation was that Frank was going to continue to start, but Alfred Payton would play more minutes. Um, but instead, they just bumped Frank to the bench. So, I mean, you're you're an, uh, an avid Frank defender. I'm a big Frank I'll, guy. I'll say it from the other side. No, Frank has been yeah. bad for a while now, and he should not have been starting anymore. And, and Payton made sense to put him in. I was definitely on on the. On, on the side where it, it makes a lot of sense for Frank to keep starting, but it also makes a lot of sense to not. I mean, he wasn't starting because he's better at basketball. Yes. Yeah. No, I and I acknowledge that, that Fra- that Alfred Payton has looked better from the eye test than Frank. So, uh, there's really, but I thought... There's really no problem with... I mean, neither of us have a problem with Mike Miller yeah. switching it up. Yeah. No, I, I just thought... That was my expectation, yeah. and I... I'm a little worried about Frank because he hasn't looked good uh, lately. And also, like, this probably doesn't help uh, having that and also having Dennis Smith Jr., um, all of that. But the other thing is, and I know I've mentioned this since pretty much this summer, is that, you know, they I think they want to showcase a lot of these guys who are on short-term contracts. And in order to do that, you have to give them minutes and putting Alfred Payton with our best players so that, people can get a better look at him is probably good for the team from that standpoint too. I agree. And so we're rooting for everybody who starts for the Knicks except for RJ Barrett to be traded. And that's Taj Gibson, Julius Randle, Marcus Morris, Alfred Payton. And then everyone else. Most other people can be traded too. Like we've, we've said it before, all we, all we want to see is Barrett, Knox, Mitchell Robinson, and somebody else. Who's the other person? I mean, I, I like Frank. Frank. That, no, I no, no, no. We, we all want Frank on the team still. I just forgot who 
because uh, we uh, we were just talking about him, so I forgot immediately. Naturally. So, um, what else happened in this game? R.J. Barrett with a little bit of a bounce back, better than his one for ten performance against the Heat. He has seventeen points, six for sixteen shooting, two for four from three. Um, we like what we're seeing from three for R.J. Barrett because uh, he's just bounced back. He's been very inconsistent, as everyone has, except for Marcus Morris from behind the three-point line. Yeah. So. And uh, another notable thing is that for the second straight game, after doing so well and after we commented on it, how well he was doing, Mitchell Robinson fouled out. Fouled out in 22 minutes. Fouled out in 22 minutes after fouling out in the Heat game in 28 minutes. You got to assume he just didn't want to play anymore. Sure. Yeah. He Just like us, he got <laughs> tired of the game. Who could blame him? He wanted to sit at the end of the bench and talk to Wayne Ellington about Love Actually. <laughs> what do you think their opinions on Love Actually are? I have to imagine they hate it. I think I, I can confidently say Mitchell Robinson has never seen Love Actually, and Wayne Ellington likes it. <laughs> That's, that sounds about right. No, I can very much see that. Mitchell Robinson, much younger guy. Um, Love Actually is a newer movie than I anticipated. 2003. It's not that new. I've never seen it. I just know this because I looked up the Rotten Tomatoes. All right. So maybe it's not as new as I thought it was. But I know, um, like, they, they were making references like, oh, I thought this was older than that. But I guess I guess the reference that, I, that surprised me was Harry Potter. But I guess that was 1997 that, yeah. that, that originally came out. So... Never mind. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yep. Um, I feel like there's a couple more things. Bobby Portis coming off the bench, has seven points. Uh, Bobby Portis for the bench. I mean, he just can score 30 points in one game and seven points in the next. And I, I can say that commonly because he did that. But you just never know what you're going to get. He's been inconsistent as well. Uh, we, we, are, we like his jump shot. I like Bobby Portis a lot. I like what he does off the bench. He, I, he hits open jumpers. Good player. Just never know. We just need. We've been ruining for it for a long time. We were waiting for December fifteenth for a long time, but somebody's got to go. Something. That Somebody happens. needs yeah. to leave. We need something. Like to we happen. need one person to one power forward. Like we we were at the when we were defending the Knicks in the off season, saying like they're not really all power forwards, but. Even if they're not all power forwards, they're, they're, they, don't, they don't all match up jail well yeah. enough. So you need to get rid of one of these guys. We need, probably not Taj Gibson, he could stay because he, he's not demanding the ball. But Randall, Morris, or Bobby Portis, one of them sh- should go somewhere else soon. Um, I would argue that all of them. Yeah, yes. We very much could just. Yeah, we would them. like all of them to be traded, but we need one of them to be traded soon. Yeah, and I mean, I think, again, we talk about this every week, but it makes sense to trade all of these guys because they will not be a part of this team in the future. Um, I've seen a lot of people on um, Reddit talking about, like, how much they like Alfred Payton and how much, and, like, they'd like to keep him on the team um, moving forward in the future. But the thing is, he's on a one-year contract, and the Everyone's on a one-in-one except for Marcus Morris and Julius Randle um, that we signed this summer. And so Alfred Payton, like, we're not going to be good next year, so we could keep him for next year, but it doesn't do us any good. What we want instead is to gather assets and then try to do something with those assets and then hope that we get a big free agent to come eventually 
um, or you know RJ Barrett or Kevin Knox or Frank develops into a very good player. So that's that's the dream. Yeah. On the other side of that though, is that Alfred Payton's twenty five and he could play the one and one, and then he could resign with the Knicks and just be on the Knicks for the next five years. But he could do he could resign with the Knicks as a free agent. But you you also you don't have like the inside track if you trade him. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people think that, but I think, like, I don't know how much that actually matters. Um, the What we talk about always is the Aroldis Chapman deal, where the Yankees got Aroldis Chapman for dirt cheap, traded him, or had him play for a little while, where he showed that he was still very good, and then they traded him for a bounty. And then he won the World Series and came back. So, like, if people want to be on the Knicks, they can come back if they like, there's no guarantee that because he was on the Knicks, he's going to stay on the Knicks. Like, yeah. I don't even know that. I don't know how much of an advantage it is to have had him over the season. Yeah, but it's certainly. I, I'm willing to bet people are more likely to resign with their team than to resign with the team after they get traded from that team. That's fair. That's fair. I think that's that's probably right. But I, I mean, I still don't know how likely it is that Alfred Payton, after his one and one comes back to the Knicks. Yeah, that's true. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows what's happening? It's tough because you want to plan for... What, what are the Knicks on? Like, a, We know that they're going to be not good next year. And the hope is after next year there's going to be some free agents and maybe they can lure someone. Or in the next year, one of our guys can develop. Maybe Julius Randle figures out, remembers how to play basketball. Hmm. And, you know, they could be a decent team and lure someone in. But... Who knows? Yeah. All right. So I think we're – what else we got here? I think we've talked enough about these games. They're, they were tough to watch other than the, the, the Hawks game. Let's give a couple reward, awards. I don't even think we need to go off track anymore. I think we get to wrap this, give, give, give our awards, and then move on with our lives. Sure. Yeah, I'm gonna let you go first because I uh, I didn't pick an award, so now I just gotta go. Through and you think I? You think happen. I picked an award? <laughs> I, well, I I said it first, so now you have to. All right. You have you're put on more of the spot. Well, I mean, I'll figure something out. Uh, I don't I, I don't know. Every, everybody's just so inconsistent on this team. I look at this box scores, and I'm just like, what's going on? You never know what you're gonna get from anyone. Bobby Porter scoring 30 points and then 7 points is just... That's what every single person on this team does. RJ Barrett scoring 27 points and then 2 points is what every, everybody does. Julius Randle 13 points and then 20 points. I don't, there's no consistency from anyone except Marcus Morris. So All right. Yeah, you know what? I, if you want me to take it, I just came up with an award that um, is very similar to my award from last week. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to go with a similar award that I, I've said before. It's just Arya Barrett, step it up. We need that 27-point guy who, who did that against the the Hawks rather than the one-for-ten guy against the Heat. So I'll, I'll, keep the, I'll keep it there. As well as the somebody's got to I'm going to keep giving the same awards. Somebody's got to go. Yes. We'll send that award to our front office. We don't care who... It just can't be one of the four young guys, four main young guys. Somebody else, train him. All right, so it sounds like you just gave two awards, so I'm going to give two awards. Um, my first award is going to be 
the What the Hell's Going On Out There award, which um, last week I gave it to Frank because he had the most wildly inconsistent plus minus um, throughout the, the games. And very similar situation this week for Taj Gibson, who had an average of a negative 14.3 in 14.2 minutes per game. So the Knicks were more than or less than I guess minus one per minute that he was on the floor. That's so that's a that's a, that's, that's, that's bad. impressive because the Hawks game they were winning by fourteen after the first quarter, but then they were losing by fourteen after the Bucks first quarter and nineteen after the Heat first and, quarter. So although all, and, and he he plays not that many minutes, he usually just starts the game yeah. and then hangs out. Yeah, so about 14 minutes a game, and I'm going to give you, he was minus two in the Hawks game in, that's a, how many minutes did he play? Yep. My computer is freaking out on me. Yep. But he was minus two in 19 minutes. In the Heat game, he was minus 18 in 14 minutes. And in the Bucks game, he was minus 23 in 10 minutes. So yep. That's uh, that's tough. Yeah, when when, they, when when the Knicks get blitzed to start the first quarter in the third quarter against the Bucks, that'll that'll do it for Taj Gibson because yep. that's what he's playing. Sure. sure, but that that's the stat that jumped out of me. And my uh, my second award, I'm going to give the the Love Actually Award, which I will give to Trey Young for the most overrated performance of the week with his 42 points against the Knicks in a game that the the Atlanta Hawks were embarrassed in. All right. That's He played 41 minutes in that yeah. game. 41 of 48 minutes. That's what I was telling you. They were, they were losing by, at the end of the fourth quarter, he was still putting up points. And it was just like, they're losing by 20, and there's four minutes left. This doesn't need to happen. But whatever. I don't care. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got. All right. Um, well, this was fun-ish. Yeah. I mean, we got off we got off the rails a little bit. I never asked you how your uh, how your weekend That's was. That's all right. So if you want to next week, next right, week we'll, we'll talk about it next yeah, week. Next week you could say how was your weekend and how was your last weekend. Yeah. And then we'll have That's we'll awesome. have even more uh, firepower to to go off the rails. All right. So Kenny's about to eat dinner. I think we're wrapping up now. Um, thank you for listening. We're sorry for how off the rails we went. Let us know if you enjoyed it. Leave a five-star review if you enjoyed it. Um, Even if you didn't enjoy yeah. it. We're, we're, you know, we're really down in the dumps about this team, and that would really up our spirits. It's Christmas time, yeah. so just be nice. Yeah, so engage with us. Tweet at us, at Talking Knicks. We would love to talk to people about the Knicks, about anything, really. That's our new thing. Yeah. We're, all, of our Knicks, all of us Knicks fans are on the same page. We all watch the same team. Sometimes we don't want to talk about this team anymore, but we, we still want to engage with Knicks fans. So tweet at us, at Talking Knicks. Follow us, at Talking Knicks. Uh, Tom, write some articles, at Tom underscore Piccolo. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, leave a five-star review. It's great, great talking to us. Follow us on Instagram, at Talking Knicks. Let us know if you want to talk about anything. I think that's all, that's yeah. all I got. That's all we got. Let's go, Knicks. Next take.